Uh, what's up, Mike? What's up, Walker? Should we do this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Walls Down Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Walker. Let's get it. It's just me and Mike this week. I just took a big old sip of Seltzer's Delicious. Um, LaCroix, boys. LaCroix. Mike and I um, haven't seen each other for three weeks. Yeah. So Mike was out of town, and he said he had lots of thoughts, and I've also been thinking about stuff this week, so we figured we could just do an episode with just the two of us. So if you like just the two of us, you're going to enjoy it. If you hate it... You could listen to another episode, I guess. Um, it's just our two soothing voices. That's right. So we, uh, I guess we could start by talking about that. We put the uh, podcast out two, three weeks ago. Two or three. It's been out for a couple weeks now, although we've recorded a bunch of episodes. We're starting, people are listening, getting feedback, and mostly been good. Yeah. I was, yo, when you told me that it was live, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, shit, it's real. Because it went from this idea to like, oh, "Oh, it's real now. No, I realized the same thing. Like, when I I was like, God, we got, it was like so comfortable just recording it in Mm -hmm. your apartment. Yeah. (laughs) Just us and whoever the guest is, like, feel great. But then, sorry. When it's out there, I was like listening to it on iTunes. Yeah. And I was just like, oh shit. Like, yeah. what have I said? Like, I started quit thinking about all the stuff we mm-hmm. said. It was, I was mm-hmm. nervous. Mm hmm. So, but nobody said anything yet that, like, like, uh, I don't know. I guess we didn't really, it's not like we said anything bad about anybody or anything like that. No, we're just sharing our experience. But, yeah. like, I think that's part of, like, the whole journey is like, oh shit, it's really out here now. Yeah. You know, it's different sharing in like a meeting like yeah. a controlled environment yeah or like we're when you and i are talking i know you mostly agree with what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like not that this is a caveat for someone to be on the show but it has happened to be true that all the people we've had on to some degree agree with what our sort of viewpoint you know mm-hmm. um i guess it's not even a viewpoint the view, I guess the viewpoint comes in, it's funny, one of my friends, I think we said something on one of the early episodes about like, you know, you can't tell someone their experience is wrong, like it's just my experience, and my f- friend of mine texted me and was like, your experience is wrong, <laughs> he was joking, but, but, um, but I guess there is a part where I have my experience, and then I interpret the meaning from it, right, and yeah. like that's where my opinion comes into mm-hmm. it, and so, sure, someone could disagree, someone could disagree with my interpretation yeah. of my experience and those are we want those people on too yeah because we I want like their it. experience and we want to hear why you disagree yeah exactly like maybe someone who's had a similar experience or similar grew up in the same way or whatever i would love to hear how you know i was talking to someone and we were talking about like i just don't think and again, if you if you disagree with me, I hope you like email and they get you on or something. I don't think anyone could come because of the nature of the show. I think it'd be very difficult to come on the show and be like, "This is a stupid thing to mm-hmm. discuss." Because it's just come on and tell us what what you what your experience. Like, I just don't know how some like if someone came on and was like, "I learned uh, this, this, and this," and never thought about it, and it never 
cause me any pain or pleasure, and that is it. The end. It's like I don't I don't know that they would. I don't know if anyone could say that. That'd be dope if they did that. <laughs> I would love it. Be a <laughs> that would be dope. Three though. minute episode. <laughs> They're like, uh, this is it. This is why it happened. Blah blah blah, and I'm done. So like, let's talk about that. No, this is it. <laughs> There's okay. nothing to discuss. So there's no interpretation of it. It is what it is. Um. So you were saying you told me and we haven't talked about it yet because i wanted to do it on the podcast you were out in la i was out in la for two weeks i went back to see my mom my grandmother my family friends the last time i was in la was like 11 months ago Hmm. um i went out there for my mom she was celebrating a birthday nice um so i was telling you i had all these like spiritual experiences and Mm -hmm. like healing and all this stuff um so when I was out there, my mentor was like, I want you to sit down and talk to your grandmother and ask her where she's from and where she's come from. Oh, wow. And like have like a real conversation with her and record it. And I That's was so like... That's so weird. I thought about doing that. But anyway. I was like, oh, okay. And my first thought was like, no, nah, I don't want to ask like those questions. Mm. I don't want to be rude. Why, why would you immediately think that'd be rude? Because I come from a family where we don't talk. Ah. So. yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, like, my thinking is, am I prying? Am I asking too, like, real of questions? Like, <laughs> nah, like, don't, yeah. don't, like, ask those questions, you know? Yeah. What's talked about doesn't need to be talked about. Yeah. Um, so, and he hit me with this line that, like, it, like, hit me in my core. He's like, you know, you know where you want to go. You know who you want to be. You want to be this, like, public speaker and, like, um, guy that's like helping men and women and all this stuff but like mm-hmm. how are you supposed to know exactly where you're going if you don't know where you came from and i was like oh so when he hit me with that line i was like all right bet i gotta do this yeah yeah so i sat down with my grandmother and i was like listen grandma i want to ask you these questions about like where you came from like what was it like growing up in belize like how was it with your like what was your relationship with your mom your mm. dad and I would like to record it. And I'm going to take notes. And her first, <laughs> her first thought and like what she said was like, why are you recording it? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to like, you know, give it to anybody else. It's <clears throat> basically for me to keep. Yeah. You know? And she like looked at me and I was like, yeah, I just want to keep it. I want to get to know you and I want to like hold on to this. So when I was like talking to her and asking her questions, at first she was like, guarded and like reserved and like how she was asking the questions Mm -hmm. so me doing the line of work that i do i was like okay like let me just keep asking questions and once we get into a flow you know like her guard will break down yeah and when i saw that wall i literally walk i saw the wall just like come down when Mm -hmm. i was asking her questions just like the podcast name yo (laughs) pun intended (laughs) um I saw her lean into me and I can feel like mm-hmm. the love, like of me asking her questions and like me wanting to get to know her. Mm-hmm. And what it did for me was like, gave me like uh, a perspective of like, Oh shit. Like I'm able to ask these questions. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm able to like find this, out who I am as a man. This isn't okay. Let's suppose that like, let's not talk about it kind of message. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's okay to ask questions, especially to people that are older, because Mm -hmm. they have all this knowledge and information that they want to pass along. Yeah. And I just didn't know that I was able to ask these questions. 
So when I um when I had that experience with her, it was like, oh my god, like whoa, yeah, like it was like finding a piece of me that I never knew existed mm. or didn't want to know existed or didn't want to know that was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I didn't think I was allowed. You know, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm like becoming more whole as a man or my yeah there or like didn't even know to think didn't even know that it was something you could have had yeah Yeah, yeah. or or needed or wanted yeah it's not like you were like i know that part of me is there but i don't want to look at it i don't you know there's there's this really interesting there's i don't know what it's called and i'm sure someone will hear this and know what it's called and be annoyed but like it's like this quadrant of knowledge thing and it's mm-hmm. these four boxes and like one box is like, you know what you know. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I know two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. You know what you don't know, which is like, I don't know what is like, what it looks like on some distant planet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I don't, whatever, like. Um, there's a lot more that I know I don't know. And maybe I don't want to embarrass <laughs> myself and say it on Same. <laughs> I won't say things. Um, and then there's you don't know that you know, which like if I thought about it, I'm like, oh, I don't know, but if someone might ask me something, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, actually I knew that or I understood that and mm-hmm. I just didn't even think I did. And then there's you don't know what you don't know, which is like the questions you don't even know are exist to ask mm-hmm. or like you know what i mean like i feel like you don't know what you so like 99.9 percent of everything in the universe or whatever is kind of in that last box where we don't know what we don't know and mm-hmm. like i do feel like a lot of this stuff as we talk about this are like the things that i've i've learned um it's not that like these questions were out there before um and I was just ignoring them, and I was like, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't know that this was something I could explore. I didn't know, it's like this idea of perspective, this idea of like what I learned by being a man and all this stuff. I didn't, I thought that was just life. I yeah. thought it was just everyone's experience, yeah. you know? Like, I thought the way I internalized things was just the truth, mm-hmm. as opposed to, an amalgam of like all my different life experiences and where I came from, my identities and all this kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can, I totally get that idea of figuring something or like opening up something and being like, I didn't even know that was closed. Yeah. I was looking through a lens of like a nine year old kid that wasn't allowed to ask questions because mm-hmm. I'm a nine year old kid yeah. and kids aren't supposed to ask questions. Yeah. Just go with the flow and what your parents say yeah. goes. Yeah. So being able to hear from a man say, ask these questions and that's okay to ask those questions was like my mind exploded. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And especially my grandmother and I are very close. So being able to ask her those questions and her receiving it and wanting to like give me the information uh-huh. what was like, oh my God, like, wow, this is amazing. This is dope. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And then um, I've shared on the podcast, like my dad and I don't have like much of a relationship. He's still alive, but like there isn't like a relationship. Yeah. Um, I haven't lived with him since I was like 15, 14 or 15 years uh-huh. old. Um so when I was in LA, like before I went to LA, I made this like intention of like, if there's an opportunity for him and I to go to dinner, like I'm going to take it. Yeah. So when I was at my grandmother's house, she's like, does your dad know you're in town? And I'm like, 
I think so. Maybe like I'm going to tell him. Hmm. She's like, you should go to dinner with him. So for me, when she said that, it was like a confirmation from the universe. Like, yeah, yeah. Do it. So I reached out to him. I texted him like, hey, would you be willing to go to dinner with me? And he responded right away like, yeah, what day? And I was like, let's go Wednesday. So I was like, okay, cool. We're going to go to dinner. I was excited. I was telling people. So that Wednesday that came around and I was texting him, I was like, hey, can you come pick me up? Let's go. And I didn't hear from him. So I automatically went to like, oh, shit, he's going to fucking flake. Mm. This is fucking bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fear, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then there was also that part of me that was like, yo, he's going to show up. Don't trip. Don't trip. Just like go with the flow. Uh-huh. So as soon as I like let that happen and just like let it flow, he responded was like, I'm on my way. And like like a little kid, I was like, yes, I hopped in the shower, got ready. <laughs> and literally, I was like, what am I going to ask him? Who is he? Like, what should I ask? Blah, blah, blah. I was like running through these series of like questions. But then like we got in the car and I was like, man, fuck this. I'm just going to throw these questions out and just let it ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we just started talking. And um, for the first time, like I saw my dad for like just another man. There was no fear. There was no resentment. Fear no, on, on your side? Fear on my end. Um, there was no fear on my end, no anxiety on my end, no judgment, no like anger, mm. resentment of like, you were supposed to be this guy. You were supposed to do yeah. this. You were supposed to do that. You didn't do this. And I saw my dad for like my dad. Yeah. And I was able to just like listen and like, you know, respond to like the questions. Like he asked me questions. He like made eye contact he was present, fully present. We were laughing, joking, and there were there were moments when I was sitting there and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh-huh. Like, is this real? You know? And then I was like, snap back into it. Like, okay, this is real. This is really happening. This is fucking amazing. You know? Um, and afterwards, I was laying down and I was like, oh, shit. Like, everything just like snapped back into place. I was just like, I don't need to like have my dad do all these certain things Uh you know and it's unrealistic expectations on my part to to expect him to do certain things like what things um like show me like like it's unrealistic to like have him like at this moment right now to like have him like you know like call me every day Mm. and you know um, give me like wisdom and, uh, give me like certain experiences, Uh you know, if he's not there, you know, if he doesn't have like, if he, like, if I'm going to him for like, um, like certain spiritual like things and if he hasn't like done it or like Uh done the work or like therapy and all that stuff then it's unrealistic for me to like expect him to like have the answer yeah and what i learned is like i can have other men like my mentor um in my life to like impart that like wisdom or like lesson or like teaching and that's okay because for a long time i was like oh i can't like ask other men certain questions because like uh, I feel like I was like cheating on my dad or totally, like totally. disrespecting my dad. Or if I asked like my sponsor, like questions like, Oh shit. Like I can't show her too much love because that's like disrespectful to my mom. Yeah. And like, 
what I learned is like, no, I can have a village of people. I can have mm-hmm. a team and they can all help me become the man I want to be. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And for the first time I saw my dad as just another man. And I realized like, yo, like my dad really did the best he could. Like literally he did the best he could. Mm-hmm. Like he had me at 23 years old. I got sober at 22. I couldn't imagine having a kid at 23 years old. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, like... I was... Yeah. I was, I was a fucking mess wreck. at 23. Yeah, I was yeah. a wreck. I was trying to figure out life, yeah. you know? So, like, it was really healing in a sense of, like, yo, I can start, like, a relationship with my dad, like, now. Hmm. And, like, not have all these expectations and, like... I don't know if response, I was telling a friend, like, I don't know if responsibility is the right word, Hmm. but me being a sober man and like, I've gone to therapy. I still do like a lot of work on myself. And like, a lot of it is just like, I love doing this like work on myself. But like, if I have all this knowledge, right. Hmm. And I'm reading this book and it says in the book, uh, it's seat of the soul by Gary Zukav. Knowledge is power. And we can use knowledge as a tool for, helping people or we can use it as a weapon to like keep it to ourselves and not help other people yeah yeah so i took that to heart after the the dinner with my dad and i was like i have all these tools i have all this like knowledge about like how to like create a space for someone and hold space for someone and listen and Mm -hmm. um not judge or not talk from like a place of like i'm better than you know so i was like yo i gotta use this with my dad you know and build this relationship Mm -hmm. because if i'm doing this podcast also and if i want to be this like speaker and i want to help men and i want to help women Mm -hmm. you know like be the best they can be yo i gotta like (laughs) do it in your own life i gotta do it in my own life you know like i can't be like picking and choosing (laughs) yeah i can't be picking and choosing what i want to like work on so like and the and the reality is like right now in this moment like yo I'm I'm excited like I I feel like whole now a month from now I can be like yo fuck my dad <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean it's so uh... but that that's part of the journey yeah you know yeah like that's part of the journey and that's why like I felt it at my core I was like oh shit like yo this was like a spiritual awakening because I've never felt this before yeah I've never been this open. Or willing to like have new experiences. Well, and it also sounds like uh, kind of like just like an understanding, Mm -hmm. like uh, a seeing. I I love that phrase, and I use it all the time. Of like doing, they're like you're just doing your best. Like Mm -hmm. everyone, and and I think I've I've gotten in discussions with people about this. Like I think everyone at all times is just doing their best. And sometimes Mm -hmm. people's best is like total shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was actually at a conference uh, last Friday and this guy said a similar thing. I thought it was really interesting. He was talking about, he was like talking about kids getting bullied at school and kind of response to that. And, and then like that, you know, the way the bully is treated is, you know, like cut off and in trouble. And he was like, we have to understand like, where's that coming from for the bully? Like that bully is doing his best in that Mm -hmm. interest, like in that instance, like, you know what? And like having, it's not that you condone any of the behavior. It's that you like try to, to me, it, it completely, influences the way I approach a situation or someone 
by seeing that like no really deep inside maybe they might even say it on the surface but on the inside no one's waking up each day and being like i'm gonna go be a piece of shit to people yeah i'm gonna go hurt people i'm gonna yeah they're like something has happened they're twisted they're whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. like not they are twit like their perspective has been twisted mm-hmm. or their safety fear mechanisms are coming out you know what i mean and so it just really makes it it's not to say again it's not to say that i don't like get frustrated with people or get angry at people or resentful or whatever yeah yeah but it i i i don't hang on to it mm-hmm. because after some time i'm like well that like i they you know i try to like figure out whether i know figure out their reasoning or not or i just have some kind of acceptance for them that i know that like what their their the pain they might be causing is coming from their own pain or their own like yes exactly yeah like my dad didn't like he doesn't have a relationship with his dad yeah like at all yeah like they don't talk at all hmm. so like is your grandfather still alive yeah hmm. but i've never i've never met him either oh wow so it, duh it makes sense like yeah why would he like magically <laughs> like know this? what to do yeah you know this especially new tw- ability yeah that's the 23 year old boy he didn't have like, time yeah he didn't like have all the time we've spent to like explore so like he just yeah. had to like have a kid and yeah. start being a parent like yeah so like obviously like yeah he doesn't he didn't know what to do <laughs> yeah and yeah it's I can't take away, like, what happened in the past, you know? Yeah. But it's more acceptance, like, oh, shit, duh. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like... And I can have compassion for him. Like, that's the big thing, is, like, yo, how can I have compassion for my dad? Yeah. You know, and just look at him as, like, another human being. And that's what you said, like, you felt like you were just two... Two men. Two just men talking. talking and hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like that getting to that place with anyone is, like, a place... Like with people you're intimidated by or people you're resentful toward and like just mm-hmm. seeing them as another person is yeah. like the keystone to kind of having And I see how that progress. relationship Yeah, the relationship with him has blocked me or I allowed it to block me from like developing real authentic relationships with men. Hmm. You know? Because you didn't want to feel like you were like like you said, like cheating on your dad. I didn't want to feel like I was cheating on my dad, but also that fear of like rejection because uh, I got rejection from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. wasn't like a connection. So like, yo, I'm not about to invest in you. Yeah. Like, why would I get to know you? Like, no. You're just gonna, yeah. You're. Or not- I'm gonna get to know you on like a surface level. Mm. You know. So this feeling accepted by him. And there wasn't any judgment. He was genuinely asking me, how's New York? And I was telling him my experience and he was laughing and he was just like fully engaged. For me, it was like so healing because now I'm like, okay, like I can build a relationship with him. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be like this like perfect movie like relationship, you know, Uh but I'm more interested in building it, you know, because Uh of this one experience. Yeah. So... I want to use this like momentum to like help me with other men in my life. So what are you going to do with it? What does it like change for you? You know, I'm going to work past this like discomfort of like the fear of like building real Hmm. authentic relationships. When does that usually like, when do you, it usually comes up. Yeah. It usually comes up when I see like someone I view as like 
cooler than me, whatever the fuck that means, you know? Oh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. Cool, cool, cooler yeah. than me or, like, has, like, a doper job than me, um, makes more money than me. I'm just, like, I become, like, this, like, fanboy. Not even, like, I don't know if fanboy is the right word. Or I just, like, become, like, awkward or paralyzed by, yeah, like, yeah, my, yeah. like and oh, then I don't you, know what to say. Well, I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm around someone like that, like, I get it with people that I think are cooler and I get mm-hmm. it with people that I think are smarter. And, like, yeah. I... I end up acting if if I try to engage I end up acting in a way that is like like if I'm trying to like if I'm working from fear with someone like that I start sounding less intelligent because I try because <laughs> I'm like uh, uh, and I start to like use bigger words and I misuse them and I'm like because uh, I want to impress them in the way that I am impressed by them you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. it's like that. I, I always use this example and I'm like so proud of myself for growing enough in my life to not do this thing. Is like when someone is like, hey, have you, you, you've heard of this band? Instead of being like, I used to, uh, oh, I did my that entire shit all the time. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, have you heard this album? I'm like, ah, what, what's on that one? <laughs> yes. And they're like, yeah, it's this and then I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. And I've never heard of it. I've never. I'm not like cool with music. Like I don't know a lot of music. I don't. Me either. And, and I'm just like, ah. So now I'm just like, nope, haven't heard of it. Like, and I don't know if. I mean, I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. Of like, you know, is it just like being a little bit older and like being out of that phase where I want to, like, I care or like I'm more comfortable with who I am or like I don't know. Like, but I, that was like a very clear or like this thing I learned from other people that this goes back to like the intelligence one. And I do this now with my girlfriend because my girlfriend is like super smart and like reads a ton and like, well, she would say she used to read a ton, but um, she like, she'll use words all the time. That I don't know. And man, I would never for the rest of my life ask someone a word I didn't know. Like if they used it and I had no clue, like I would be like, All right, use the context. Like the, what, what are they talking about? Maybe look it up later. And now I'll just be like, what does that word mean? That's like, how I am. It, yeah. That's how I'm like, I don't know what that means. And that, like, for me, that was like a huge hurdle. And for someone else, they're just like, yeah, I don't know. And I like saw other people doing that. And I was like, it's okay to do it. It's like more honest mm-hmm. with the person. It's just like, I still forget all the meanings of all the things. But um, yeah, it's funny how, like, as opposed to hiding the thing I'm insecure about when I'm with someone who is bringing it out in me, like shining a light on it mm-hmm. makes it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I, with my dad too, I, I, don't, you know, I don't have to get all into it, but it's, my dad, like, I said, like I've said in here before, my dad was always like, like there. My dad was always, you know, he, he wasn't physically there because he was working a ton and like he moved to different states to try and get better jobs, but he did all that for us. And like, and when I, I think my dad would always, anything I ever asked of him or, or if I had gone to him with questions, he would have always been there for me. I just didn't know to ask because, and I don't think he knew to like draw it out of me because yeah. his dad was like my grandfather. Yeah. I think my grandfather died when I was like 14 or 15. I think I'd had like four conversations with him and mm-hmm. I'd known him my whole life. Like I saw him all the time. We used to, we like lived with him for a while, um, for like a summer. Um, and, but yeah, so, but I don't remember. Oh, I was thinking like, 
when I was younger, I have all these memories of like trying to engage my dad or try, and I was like always so nervous. Like we used to, we did a lot of long car trips together because he lived in Colorado and we'd like, I'd go back and forth between my mom in Oklahoma and him in Colorado and so we'd be in the car a lot and I just remember trying to like let me think of stuff he'll want to talk about and let me say so and like now my favorite memories in like times with my dad are when we're just like shooting the shit or Mm -hmm. talking about something that I'm interested in or and he'll talk you know like we share so much um because he's just yeah he's just another he's another dude he's another person but also like we share a lot of interests. Yeah. Like we think of the way, the same way about a lot of stuff. And so it's like someone I enjoy talking to and we don't talk that much. Because, and honestly, we don't talk that much, I think, because we are similar in that neither of us like to talk on the phone. Yes. Yeah. And, and he, I don't think he loves texting. So we just like won't talk. I, like when we're in person, I, it's great. But like we just, I, I don't know. Um, That's my I, favorite thing to do to you, Mike, by the way. Mike calls call. me on the phone <laughs> and like will FaceTime me and I hate it because I don't know why I hate talking on the phone. And I feel bad because like, you know. I love talking on I'm the phone. In con- I'm in contact with like one of my friends FaceTime me this morning and I was like, what? It's <laughs> like, what are you? Because he knows I hate it. But like, the, I, it's not something I want to continue i i want to not be that way but i i've tried man i've tried i was gonna call you when i <laughs> i texted you this morning about a bagel i was like man i'm about to face you this should you should just facetime me i gotta get over it it's weird i don't know where it comes from like i don't man i i wonder if it comes from like you know right when i was coming to that whatever this is like so academic but it's just interesting like remember when you're coming into that eight, like middle school when you're starting to talk to girls mm-hmm. and you're starting all that and like i do i remember you know people would like talk on their landline mm-hmm. all like my friends and maybe even me like you'd be on with your you know quote unquote girlfriend yeah. for so long you'd like fall asleep with yeah, like the yeah, cord yeah. the corded yeah. phone like you're sitting on the floor yeah um it, but right around then, like sixth, seventh grade was when Instant Messenger was like really yeah, big. AIM. And man, we used to just AI, like aim all night. Like, what was your I, AIM name? Walker OSU. Jeez. <laughs> which, it's for Oklahoma State, which <laughs> I never mine? went to. But there was a skateboard company called Ambiguous. So uh-huh. that was, it was Ambiguous 06. Which sounds like a, like a, Two, seven? like a gender fluid person's. Yeah. Like, that sounds like... I think it was ambiguous. Very, we were very woke at that time. <laughs> Didn't even know it. Um, but yeah, man. And so, I, I mean, that might be where it came from. Because I, I can fucking text all day. And I think it drives other people... I know a lot of people hate texting. But I I will text with people all day. Like, I am very much in contact with people. That's the way I do it. But um, anyway, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll just uh, talk some more. Cheese. <clears throat> Welcome back to Walls Down. I'm Walker. I'm Mike. And uh, it's just the two of us on this episode, which you know because you're already listening. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, so overall, you had a pretty uh, informative trip to Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, I was telling you on the break that like it was important for me to talk about this experience I had with my dad and my grandmother. Most importantly with my dad because I don't want to make it seem like I'm just like, talking negative about my dad um but still honoring like the experiences him and i had but like this experience that i had with him when i was in la was like beautiful yeah 
So, and I struggle with that too because like I want to like do like a TEDx talk someday, uh-huh. and I want to like be a public figure in regards to like helping men and women, uh-huh. you know, build the lives they want. Yeah. So a fear of mine was like, how do I like share about my dad and like yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like to be able to have this experience I had with him and it was such a positive, beautiful experience. I was like, yo, I got to take advantage of this and share. Yeah. And we have a podcast. So it was like, what better way to share this? Yeah. So. And the pra- yeah. Because I, it's so easy to just be like, well, my dad wasn't there. So this yeah. is, a, you know, and then like kind yeah. of just jump right over that and mm-hmm. let that just be this thing. That's almost like cliche story. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. to, but to take, ownership and to really like explore it is a different thing you and, know and sitting here like i just had this thought of like like when i would hear like in meetings like people like be rebuilding their families and stuff i would sort of get resentful at them like mm. how the fuck did you do that mm. why hasn't that happened and i've been here for so long and what i realized is like i'm almost nine years sober, and like it's taken all nine years to get to this one moment where i'm sharing this with you yeah and that's just my story that's my journey um and I would sort of get resentful at friends that like got sober and like built relationships with their father. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, how did you do that? Like, is that even possible for me? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying like, oh, everything is like good now, like with my dad, but it's better than what it was. And I'm grateful for the dinner we had with each other. Yeah, yeah. And I can see how that dinner can springboard into more, whatever more is with him and I. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, it's hard to hold that stuff. Cause like, you you know, like just when you make progress, it's just so easy to fall back into old habits of not pushing yourself. Oh, you know for I mean? sure. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like, at least for me, that's part of like this like journey is like, you know, making two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making three steps forward, two yeah. steps back. Yeah. You know, it's like the whole like ebbs and flows you know because i'm also addicted to like perfectionism Mm. like i want to just be perfect at everything i want everything to just be 100 a1 like there is no error or room for error with anything yeah no i i do that like i get so caught up in like (laughs) it's like this weird ego like when i was before before I got sober, but even after and before I did all this work on myself, you know, I really learned about ego. And like before I was like, I remember in rehab, they were in some group and talking about, they were talking about ego. And I was like, uh, I was like, ah, you guys, you know, I hear you talk about ego all the time. And like, um, I just don't have that. Like, I think I'm like <laughs> the biggest piece of shit there is. And the woman who was leading the group was like, Yes, you think you're the biggest piece of shit there is. Like, you think you're, like, the worst. You're, like, you know, you're so bad. And she was, like, you're, that's ego. That's, like, ego in reverse, as some people call it. Um, and it's funny. So, I had that before. And then I did a lot of, I mean, I did work, like, as far as, like, therapy and stuff, you know, and program. But I also, like, just, like, have put together years of doing things that I'm proud of as opposed to before when I had a lot of years of doing things that I was ashamed of. Yeah. So like that, that, that's a part of it. The part of it is like, it just takes time to like, 
if I want to feel proud, like I, I love the simplicity of this, that like, if you want to have self-esteem, you have to do esteemable acts yeah. and it's like so simple, but it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but now I feel like I've, I have done a lot of those things and I, and I have like all these connections with people and honestly, and, and but that ego has certainly grown. And to your point of like perfectionisms, I feel like there'll be times where like I will be feeling anxious or having a hard time or mad or, and I'll, and then I'll be like, what the fuck? Like you've already, you sh- you're past this. Like I'll see myself as this like sp- perfect sp- spiritual peaceful being and like how could i ever have a negative emotion or a problem mm-hmm. it's like so nothing could be <laughs> further from the truth of just like where i am i mean not to say that the, I, I don't have i have tools in recognition now yeah all this stuff still comes yeah. but i have tools in recognition yeah um and there's to sort of change gears but not kind of what or the last couple weeks you've been gone and uh, more so just in the last week oh and for the last three years something i've been thinking about and i I was interested to hear your thoughts on it um you know i feel like a big part of this podcast is is just sharing your story and not really attaching judgment or whatever that's definitely there and a part of that i feel like i don't know it's like I've been having this feeling, I'll explain what I'm feeling and maybe you can help me, is like what really kind of sparked it just recently was this, the shooting in the, at the synagogue, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that happened last week and it, because of, I, I had an interaction with someone and I was like, I wasn't insensitive to it, obviously, but I, I sort of, whatever I like, I I was like trying to help them feel better and they didn't need to feel better. They just were trying to feel. And so like, that was one part of it. But the other part was that I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, I get it. I understand. And the person's Jewish was like, you don't understand. And I was like, my immediate reaction was like, fuck you. Like, don't say that to like, that's so like, that's a problem. That's dividing us into, and she was like, she was like, you're not a part of this this group of people that is being targeted, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you can't understand. And like, she's like, I'm not like, she didn't say this, but then as I like, I I sort of got mad and said some shit like, well, we're all a part of this. I mean, and then I I backed off and like thought about it and processed because that's that's important too. My reaction was important too, but like. You know, she wasn't saying that you can't have sympathy or you're like, you don't get to be a part of of being an ally or whatever, but it was like, but you can't feel what it's like to be a part of a person, a people that's targeted. And because of my experience, because of who I am inherently, I am a, you know, and this, this, I'm sorry, but this dumbass backlash again with this thing of like him too and how it's, you know, you have to be careful and you hear now or white men saying like, you know, we're targeted now. It's so hard. And a part of me is just like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. Like, yeah. uh, and, and I'm sure people will hear this and some people might have a problem with it or whatever. Like it's like social justice warrior, but it's not, it's just, it's, to me, it seems so clear that it's like, I am not in any way oppressed. Mm-hmm. Like in no way can I be, am I marginalized? There's no one above me. There's mm-hmm. no, I mean, yes, there's people with more money and you could argue that or da, 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 da. there's people with more power, but like 
by walking by nature of who I am, there's, I'm not targeted for like, maybe now I'm targeted a little as like, uh, I'll say this. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but it, this is how it feels yeah. inside me is all over yeah. the place. But like, you know, since it's funny, you know, you talk about wanting to like speak and, and, and kind of be this person stuff. And, and I have those aspirations in, in some level too. Um, I don't really, there's no like solidified way, but I've thought about, I'm like, you know, I'm like many people recently have gotten much more into politics and I'm like, Oh, well, if I, maybe I could run, but then there's this thought where I was like, well, but someone coming from my viewpoint, like another straight white man running for off, like, do we need that? And then I had this feeling where I was like, oh, such fucking, like, I'm kind of like, I, I, I'm excluded because of my like race and gender. And then it was like, it was like, yep now you know what that feels like yeah. like you know what i mean like yeah. it's like now you understand like that it i it was like i remember when i was in grad school i uh i think i've talked maybe i haven't talked on the podcast about this but i went to like a very socially aware graduate school it was like very socially active this kind of you know a lot about identity and everything and and at first going in there i was like one of very few straight white cisgendered you know able-bodied tall upper middle class you know white men in there and i was like i feel like i'm like the enemy here like i felt like i because you know we were learning so much about oppression and marginalization and stuff that i kind of knew about before but it was really much it became more clear or you know and i was learning i was like i'm a part of the oppressor i'm a part of it and i was like I feel like I'm judged just by who I am. And and again, it's like, Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm judged not by my, who I actually am, but by the identifiers that I have. And it's Mm -hmm. like, not that that gave me any sort of true feeling of like, you know, historical, but it was just like the tiniest little taste Mm -hmm. of that feeling. Um, and so obviously that's since then it's something I've processed and what do I do with that? Where do I go from that? Cause I do think the initial reaction. And so I understand why I get why so many people have this backlash towards it is it doesn't feel good to, f- to feel that way. I don't feel good being associated with racists and oppressors. And this like, I, I don't see myself that way. And I'm, and compared to other people i am much less you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so it does so the initial reaction is to be like fuck you no i'm not i'm not like that like don't tell you know don't say you know anything about me because i'm white or because i'm x or whatever this um so i get why there's a backlash and it is very difficult to hold that feeling and be like okay these things are true. It doesn't mean that I don't work hard. It doesn't mean that I don't have thoughts and care and feeling that, you know what I mean? Like my privilege doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that I've, there's nothing I could be oppressed for because of the structure of society. And so moving forward with that, but I don't know. I, my, my, the thing that really came up recently, and I'm just interested to hear all your kind of thoughts on this is like, with this guy and the shooting is like, what, uh, how, how do I hold being a part of, you know, the group that is perpetrating a lot of these things? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you put me in a white nationalist March, save for maybe my haircut, but kind of, 
you wouldn't i would fit right in mm-hmm. i would look you know what i mean like you would look not obviously not if i was speaking but yeah, yeah. But you know what i mean like if i yeah. was just standing there yeah and so it's like how do i maneuver being a part of this without just shutting down and being like well i'm not a part of that so fuck you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i don't know like i wonder what your experience like you're a black man which is a completely different experience but how do you hold like with being a man with being a black man like here you know with i don't know what what is your experience with all this kind of well, I on think both sides of it. For me, I mean, I always try to approach like these talks or like discussions with like an open mind because I'm not really into like politics or like, and I don't read enough to like talk about it. Um, but being a black man in America, like I'm already like at a disadvantage. So I just know that like I got to work three times as hard, you know? Yeah. Um, what is that? And, and for you, and you, you're not speaking for all black men. No, you're speaking no, for no, Mike, no. Just, and, this is and just I'm not me. asking you to. Yeah. But what is that? Because, because, what would you say to someone who would say the thing that classic line of like you, you have every opportunity anyone else has. You, have, you know, what, that said that to me. Yeah. I would say, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't have every <laughs> yeah. opportunity. You know, this isn't a fair race. Yeah. And it really isn't a yeah. fair race. Like, if you look at, like, the facts, it isn't a fair race. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's mad disrespectful you to, like, say that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I would say, like, I just want a fair shot. Like, uh-huh. give me a fair shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I know that I'm never going to get the fair shot. So I just work my ass off. Mm. And I try, like, because I've gotten sober and because, like, I've been taught to, like, not live in that victim mentality uh-huh. because of being sober uh-huh. and, like, just the work we have to do. Uh-huh. Um, I think for me, and I'm only speaking for me, that I don't use me being a black man as, like... um a reason to be like a victim even though like the world tells me like you know i'm at a disadvantage i'm like fuck that like yeah. no i'm gonna like work my ass off and try to make the best life i can be like i can have mm-hmm. because the reality is is i deserve it you know so yeah. that's why i want to like do what i want to do in the world and, and and I just have this belief that there's enough abundance for everybody. Uh-huh. Like, you and I aren't going to want the same lifestyle, you know? Yeah. But, like, for me, like, because I want this lifestyle and you want a different one, we should both be able to have it. Yeah. So, um, and I was just talking to a friend. It's all, all of this shit that's going on is just fear-based. Totally. Fear, like, yeah. fear, like, you're going to take what I already have or... I'm going to lose what I already have. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, obviously this shit's going on and it's been going on. It's all fear. Yeah. And you know, the media just perpetuates this fear, this fear, this mm-hmm. fear. Because if I sat down, like if I sat down with a white supremacist and just sat down and had a conversation, I'm pretty sure he would have similar interests in me. Set aside sure. our skin color. Sure. You know? I'm sure he watches sports. Or they watch sports. I'm sure they listen to certain music I know about. You know? Yeah. But if you're raised with these beliefs, obviously, they're all fear-based beliefs. Yeah. You know, obviously, like, that's what you're going to do. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if that answered your no, question. No, no, that, that does answer. I mean, yeah. it. But what you can do, because you have privilege, you could hold space for other people mm-hmm. and allow them to have their experience without, like, getting upset. Yeah. I know that's hard because you're at the end of the day, you're a human being, you know, you're a human being, but with your privilege, what are you doing? Like, besides like reading and doing that, what, what actions are you taking to, you know, help marginalize people, people of color, you know, transgender people, like allow their voices to be heard because you have power. Yeah. No. And that's, yeah, that, that was basically, the what i the conclusion i came to out of that was like i can't do anything about having the privilege i have but what do i do with that you know mm-hmm. and and baseline of that is that you have to recognize that you do have privilege and and if you i i don't see how how you could i can see how you could deny it but i don't see how it could you could make an argument that it's not true mm-hmm. you know what i mean just like on a walking down the street, walking into a store kind of level. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, But yeah, it is. And I think a lot about that. Like, eh, excuse me. Ooh, seltzer. That LaCroix will get you. Um, I'm burping up all my feelings. Uh, But, and like as a man in all of this, it's like getting back to what you know this podcast is about you know it is about this is all about it but like what it's about being a man also plays it like i try you talk about like what do i do whether what i do at least like becoming aware of it so like i pay attention to the way i sit on the subway Mm -hmm. it's one thing and it's and like you can say people it's like hypersensitivity or da, 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 but it's like no 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 it's also just not being a fucking dick yeah like, like me don't sit sitting with down with my fucking legs, open. legs like, spread that so wide annoying. taking up two seats that's so annoying and like now that I'm aware of it I get annoyed when other yeah. dudes do it yeah. and like so I try to you know it's not so I'm like I want to create I do want to create safe space but if you like think that is so such an annoying thing just like be a considerate person mm-hmm. um and again, if anyone who's listening to this has opinions, I, I do want to hear, has differing opinions, uh, similar, but like, of course I want to hear, and of course these are not new things for people to say, but like, as a true experience, like, for me, it is, I want to be a nice guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, that is true for me, yeah. and it was true for me before, and it's been true for me uh, forever, and I think at times in my life, I thought guys were supposed to be jerks and I explored that. I remember this one summer and I know, and I know a lot of people who know me from this time, listen to this or some people and may, I don't know that I ever told it, talked about this. this one summer. It was maybe like summer after freshman year of college and I was going out a lot and partying and me and these, my two friends, Anthony and Michael, and actually this guy, Andrew, we were called ourselves the Los Lonely Boys as kind of a joke because there was that band, the Los Lonely Boys. Had gang, that terrible. Yeah. And, but like the, but we would drink a ton. We just loved to party. And like, I think we, you know, like, but whatever, but also during that, that has little to do with it. I just know that they'll appreciate that. Uh, I remember I like had just this strange relationship to like my masculinity and being a man, getting women the main thing. And like, I saw people that, that, that trope of like men who are jerks get women. Yeah. 
And so I was like, I'll do that. I'll be a jerk. And I literally just was like an asshole for two months or whatever to every woman, like thinking like, maybe this work. And of course that did not work. Mm -hmm. First of all, Mm -hmm. I was just like alone and people being like, what's wrong with you? Um, But it also felt so bad. It felt, made me feel bad to like, I like felt sad because I, and, and now I have the, you know, recognition to see that it was that I was not being true to myself. Um, and I was trying to force something to get a result and then also wasn't getting that result, which made it feel worse. But I don't know how I got on that, but it is just this idea of like, this idea of like paying attention to these things and being, it's so easy for me to not have to think about these things. Like that's mm-hmm. one of my privileges is just to not, I don't have yeah. to, it's yeah. not put, and I said this, I've said this before, but like, it's not put in my face. Like it's not, I'm not a woman. I'm not a person of color. I'm not trans. Like there's no one like being like calling. Like, fuck, I mean, like, yes, people will be like, you're fucking white. Da, da, da. That's like, you're now kind of hearing that language, mm-hmm. but I just can just be like, whatever. Whatever. You can go, go to any space you want. Exactly. And I feel so it, like other. And that's like for people, if anyone's listening and like kind of is like privileges, like we all have opportunity. Like the privileges for like a baseline for me is like I can go anywhere. I, I don't, if I'm applying for any job, I don't have to think like, is it going to be a problem? My, is mm-hmm. my race going to be a problem? Is my name going to be like, are they going to see my name and things? And like, or if I turn on the TV, there's, there's a really interesting thing called the, it's called like the privilege knapsack or something like that. It's a really short essay. You can find it online. If you Google it, um, this woman wrote it and it just very, it explains it. it, I think it's prefaced by like explaining privilege to like poor white people who are like, fuck you talking about. I live in trailer. I don't have privilege. But like, so when I turn on the TV, if I flip through a hundred channels, I'm probably going to see people that look like me on 90 of those channels yeah you know what i mean yeah uh, i'm probably you know i'm gonna see people telling my kind of stories on mm-hmm. 90 of those channels you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like so those things are privileges but like again like you were talking about we were talking about this like you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. in my world that was just the world mm-hmm. that was no you know no one said that to me when i was really young it's like hey these things are different for different people da, da, da. and so i just assume it's perfectly natural that i would just assume that everyone I, I've never had the experience of like, you know, maybe I like being judged by my age or like, you know, whatever, but no one's ever like, when I walk in a store, people don't like watch me or like whatever, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like, I just, over time you have those experiences and it has an effect on you. And so again, for me, I guess it's just right now I'm feeling this very uncomfortable feeling I'm not. A, I love who I am in my life and this kind of thing, but I have. Ha, I, I think there's a call to action mm-hmm. for me to hold to not hide away from this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, to not say when someone says you don't understand because is instead of going like fuck you say I don't understand like sorry I was trying to be empathetic like da da da, but to be like you know what you're right and the, can you tell me more about what it is like to, for you to be like yeah. to be a part of that yeah and, and those are like the right questions or like help me understand help me understand yeah because it's hard when you're trying to be supportive or sympathetic and you see yourself as that kind of person and for someone to be like you don't get it mm-hmm. it's like it it's hard. I get it. And I get for a lot of people that that's their experience. Um, you know, and so, but I do think 
specifically also being a man, like there's something for me that like sort of being a man, I, I internalize the message that like I should have the answers. I should be like, and to not have the feeling and not have the answers. I'm thinking back to the episode we did after the Kavanaugh thing. And it just we mm-hmm. talked about a little and, I think there was these like long pauses where I like couldn't say anything because it's just, I think it's so counter for me to feel this kind of challenge, you know? Well, that goes back to like how we, I mean, how society like deems a man. You're supposed to know certain things or everything. Yeah. You're supposed to have the answer. Yeah. You're supposed to be the tear cake. Have the your caretaker. opinion. Have, have your, the opinion. Yeah. Exactly. Have it be strong. Have yeah. It, yeah. Um, and be able to solve the problems. But like, yes. What from my experience, there's beauty in like humility and not mm-hmm. knowing. Yeah. And there's room for like, um, love to come in mm-hmm. and like help me understand or like learn. Yeah. Because like even talking to my two uh, roommates who are females, um, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. And, like, be sexually assaulted. Yeah. And, like, get on the train and have some guy, like, just touch you or grab you. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. So, I can't be like, oh, I know what it's like. Or, like, so I just say, what is it like? You know, tell me your experience. Yeah. Like, let me listen. <clears throat> and hopefully I can learn. Because that's not me. Um, But, like, by you telling me that, hopefully I could like spread that message yeah. to other men, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have any answers. That's good. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's okay, you know? Because yeah. then it's like I mean, a, but, it's a foundation to like, you to take action and like, do the work to, to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And read f- and, because they're, yo, we're in an age where like, literally, if we don't know something, we can like look at our phone and go on Google <laughs> and do the true. research, you know? Yeah. There's so much research out there. Yeah. And like people always like to throw out like research or facts or whatever. So if like there's all that out there, you know, yeah. use it or we should use it to our advantage yeah. to like help. Well, yeah. And I also just think there isn't any quick way for, for it to be, you know, like, oh, this is the thing. Like, let, no. me sw- let me switch this and this, it'll all be okay. Yeah, if you're signing up for, like, trying to make marginalized people, like, to help them, like, have a voice, this is, like, a commitment. This isn't just, like, a, I'm going to just hop in this and just yeah. do it a little bit. No, this is, like. Like, let's on- take this weekend and solve this thing. No, this <laughs> is, like, okay, I'm signing up for, like, life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, like, a lifestyle choice. Because, like, once you, at least for me, once, like, Lauren and, and I appreciate and, like, respect her for this, like, once she started showing me, like, how me as a man, like, I have more advantages than, like, her mm-hmm. as a woman. Um, I was like, oh shit! I started to see it in like media and mm. movies, oh, yeah, and, like yeah, my yeah. interactions with people, and yeah. it, like it checks you in moments, and it's mad uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was in LA, like I'm with my boys, and we're like talking about women and stuff, and like I fall back into that, you know, yeah. and I'm like, wait a minute, no, that's not who I'm trying to be, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. like it gets mad uncomfortable when you know I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to talk about that, and they're looking at me funny, like, yo, yeah. What? Who are you? 
Yeah, no, I, I totally. So yeah, it's that. like a commitment. This is a this is like a journey, and it's two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. Because I've had I have those instances too, where like you get caught up, and it's just like oh, I don't want to be that guy who's like, you know, actually, you know, that's not true. You know, like correct. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to correct people on anything. I'm just like it's hard to. Be, I, I want to be authentically myself, mm-hmm. and, and and this is who I am now. You know, the this my really favorite band of mine, the Avery Brothers, have this line that who I actually saw last weekend up in, uh, which we could do a whole episode on like the vibe of that crowd and masculinity in this band. It was interesting, but this band they're very beautiful lyrics, and they have this line about um, I want to have friends who love me for the man I've become, not the man that I was. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like, I'm like, and I do think I have those friends. That's not right. But like, it's like, I want to stay. I want to love me for mm-hmm. the man I've become, mm-hmm. not like fall back on the man that I was. And I'm not going to say anything better on this podcast. So that's a good time to, <laughs> I'm going to steal their words and then wrap it up like that. Because there's obviously more. I like what you did there though. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you like that. All right. So then, well, Thank you guys for listening to just me and Mike. I yeah, just realized we've been talking for like an hour. That was good. That was good. I felt good. I'm glad you're back in town. Yeah, I'm glad I'm back in New York. You know what else I, I realized? Like, mm-hmm. I love LA. I'm from LA. Yeah. But that's just not the place for me right now. I love it. Like, yeah. I was walking around New York and I was like, wow. Like, what a gift. to What a gift it is that I get to live here. Mm. Um, and it's so easy to just, like, walk places. And, like, it really... What I... What I realize is like being able to just walk around places forces you to be in life. At least for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not just alone in your car. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I realize like, oh man, like I hate traffic. I hate <laughs> being stuck on the fucking 405. I was stuck on the train last night coming home from work. So I was like, fuck New York. Like, why do I fucking live here? If I was in traffic, I'd just be sitting comfortable in my car and I'm standing on this yeah. hot train. <laughs> So, yeah. although I did get on the L last night and it smelled like shit, I was like, "Oh my god, yo, this shit's foul!" I had to go to another. And car. if you get in your car and it smells like shit, like something's wrong with you. Yeah, something's wrong with you. The culprit. Uh, yeah, but all right. Well, thank you guys very much. Um, as always, please subscribe now, especially now that we're I know yo, the lingo now. Subscribe rate us with the stars review us all that stuff helps um us show up in searches or whatever i don't know say whatever you want and also even if you want to leave a bad review i don't even care it's cool to hear from people please um if you want to send us if you want to reach out to us for any reason um uh, email us at wallsdownpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow us at the Walls Down Podcast on IG. It's not the, it's Walls Down Podcast. Oh, Walls Down. Yeah, my, bad. Dude, my dude always says Shit. that. <laughs> Doesn't matter though, because dude. to this point, there's no picture on it. Yo, if anybody out there wants to help us with Instagram. <laughs> I know he said that every time, but I don't know what pictures we Yo, would put on it. I'm terrible. <laughs> We don't take pictures here. That's the other thing. If anybody wants to be a photographer and come sit and take pictures while we... Or like social media manager. I'll, I'll give you... We have coffee and seltzer. I'll buy you bagels we'll from buy, around the corner. We'll get you bagels. They're so good. And uh, yeah, we would like that. So um, thank you everyone for listening and uh, we'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye.